A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana White. I vlog almost every day as Noni over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out what works in my own home, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually do work for real people in real life who don't necessarily love cleaning and organizing. This is podcast number 85. I am so excited because this is my first podcast with a guest ever. I'm honored to be. I am so excited that Aaliyah is here with me. Y'all, I have yacked into microphones by myself for 42 hours now, and this is my first time, and my phone rings, the phone that never rings. There it goes. Anyway, but we're going to ignore it. Um, but this is my first one with a guest, and my guest today is Aaliyah Millam, who is a good friend of mine. We have met at many conferences, and we also talk online every single week, so I am excited to have her because she has released her first print book, and it is a cookbook, and it's called Prep Ahead Meals from Scratch, and I love it. We are talking on Blab today, which is actually video, but it's going to be recorded for the podcast, which will not be video, and this is her book right here, so if you are on video, you can see that. But before we get started, I have a couple of things that I have to take care of really quickly. Um, number one, 28 Days to Hope for Your Home is going into semi-retirement on Monday because it, they, my publisher wants it to go dark until my traditionally published book, How to Manage Your Home Without Losing Your Mind, comes out on November 8th, which I just realized this week is election day. <clears throat> oh, my word. Anyway. So that is what is going on. So if you do not have it yet and you've thought about getting it, make sure you go get it before Monday. Um, and another thing, too, is for those of you who are patrons of the show, uh, we will be having our private patron-only hangout on Monday, February 29th at 11 a.m. And if you would like to find out more about what it means to be a patron, go to patreon.com slash clean or the show notes for this podcast number 85. Okay. So we are on Blab, and I have a guest, and as I've been telling Aaliyah before we got started, I'm really nervous because I have never done a podcast interview on this side of things before, so this is exciting. Okay, so um, Aaliyah, to get started, yes. I um, have been thinking about what I was going to do when I had a guest, and um, I do listen to a lot of podcasts that have guests, because most do. Um and so one of the things that I thought of um, was I want you to share something that's making your life easier right now. Like it can be anything. Like it can be an app. It can be a product. It can be a habit. It can be anything that is making your life easier. And I'll share something too, but if you want to go first, you can. Thinking calendars on my smartphone. That is making, like for everything, for even the little things, like I even, 10 minutes before we walk out the door, I have a reminder to ask my kids, do you have your cell phone? Do you have your lunch? Are you wearing a belt? <laughs> and you sync those? What? Like, you sync those between devices? Between Google calendars. If you can, I can sync multiple Google calendars with my uh, with my alarm system and my calendar on my iPhone. So, really? Yes. So then I have all the Google calendars. Any email that you put in, you can sync it with your iPhone. There, it's a, a Google email account. 
as long as your kids don't mind, if you have like a shared family Google account, if you put that in there, it will sync your calendars. You can sync your calendars. So now, does alerts show up on your kids' phones as well? I programmed them so they did. <laughs> <laughs> can you have some show up on theirs and some show up just yes. on yours? Yes. So okay. we, have, we have separate calendars, but they're also synced. So, yes. So, I do because I got tired of nagging my kids. So, now the phones nag them. That way it can be That's a for mom. That is a great idea because I... You know, we've had this discussion, or I put it somewhere where we were, that I recently double-booked a speaking engagement day, and it is a nightmare. And it, it's because my phone freaked out on me and deleted all of my dates, and I was like, oh, I need to start going. I know, it, it's it's the worst thing that's, it's really, I felt so horrible, and they were so nice about it. But um, the, my, I, I was thinking, okay, well, then I need to go on Google Calendar, because I put everything in my phone, but then I thought, no, I need all the time and I know that I can get to Google but okay so that is exciting I'm going to figure out how to do that you can sync your face any dates from Facebook and your Google calendar with your iPhone calendar so where do you go to do that you just when you go to the um, when you go to the calendar app it asks you if you want to upload them if you want to if you want to sync them and you just okay okay well I am going to do that because maybe my sanity will be saved that's awesome I love it Like, oh, did I not teach you things? And I'm like, you did. I mean, you taught me that 
everybody, when they have their, once they get out into life and they have to do it on their own, they have to figure out how it works for them. I mean, that's like my whole premise of everything. Um, I also feel like a lot of it has to do with the fact that um, schools don't have home ec anymore. I never took home ec, and my mom took home ec every year of high school. I mean, that was her favorite class. She was obsessed with it. And so she, like, was trained in all these things. And for me, it was, I'm just, like, bumbling around trying to figure it out, you know? So anyway. Okay. I did take home ec. And it, it, they taught sewing and cooking. They didn't teach cleaning. And But I would go home, and my mom would rip out all the stitches from home ec. She's like, they're teaching you shortcuts. You have to learn to do this right. <laughs> So you got it devil from the I did. I did. It took me a while to learn to love sewing because of that. That is awesome. Now, my mom tried to teach me to sew. And I can sew if it's like a costume where they're going to be on stage and nobody's going to see it up close. <laughs> and nobody's going to yeah, nobody's gonna look at the inside. There's no, like, grading or anything that's going on. It's just that. And that's it. Okay. I'm sorry. I have allergies. Okay. Um. Okay, so Aaliyah, I want you to share your quick version of your life story. <laughs> so, my earring just stopped. Um, yeah, tell us what your, because you have an interesting, you know, kind of journey to where you are right now. So I want to hear just the quick version. Okay, the quick version. Um, well, I'll just I'll start with I met a, a naval aviator and fell in love, and then have been dragged around the country uh, ever since. <laughs> it was it was a real plot complication. It wasn't what I was planning, and so it has influenced a lot of the things I've done. Um, it, it's hard to hold a job when you're only in a location for a month. Uh, I mean, a year or you know, eleven months, and. Um, no, I do not. Okay, good. So, um, it's really hard to hold the job when you're, you know, in and out of places. And I did start working at, for a magazine in the 90s um, from my home. I, I felt like I didn't just break through the glass ceiling. I broke out of the building. I was really excited until I realized that nobody knew what I did. They just thought I was sitting at home. Nobody understood that I had a real job. So I totally I, understand that. Then we 
in places for shorter locations than normal. Wow. Yeah, I, that makes sense. I mean, that's that's great. And I also, um, I'm going to ask you later about things, because I love your story of your kind of two different, you kind of got to start over a little bit, you know, with the um, later pregnancy while you had teenagers, and um, so we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But I do want to talk real quick about your, um, oh, I want to know, what does a day in your life look like right now? It is crazy. Uh, I usually try to get up at between 6 and 7 and put a couple of hours of work in before my kids get up. Then we have horses to feed. We live in the country. I drive my oldest son into school and uh, come home, and I homeschool my youngest child. Um, I, I work for a couple hours from home and while homeschooling. Like, we sit at the table, and I'm, I'm writing, and he's doing his schoolwork. And then after I pick up my oldest son, I come home and we all start cooking together. Usually, uh, we're all in the kitchen. I put on music. If I, I don't ever ask, have to ask my kids to come help me in the kitchen because I just put on music. So I never yell, who's going to set the table? You know, I, I just put on dance music and they come in and um, all, everybody kind of joins in the kitchen. And my boys, surprisingly, like to help me cook and are really helpful in the kitchen. And so that's when I do some recipe development in the late afternoon. And and then if it turns out, I take pictures, and then we eat. And if it doesn't turn out pretty, then we eat right away. <laughs> <laughs> so they kind of like it when it's not pretty? Because then they get to eat hot food. They love it. <laughs> Maybe that should be like your next time. <laughs> My family loves ugly food. <laughs> I love it. Well, okay, so we're going to talk about your book, and um, I was telling you how frustrated I was with my pictures I made of what was a really delicious recipe, um, and I could not, I'm not a food photographer anyway. You blow me away on all that kind of stuff, because um, all of my readers know that I am not a food photographer, um, but let's talk about, um, let's talk about premeditated leftovers is the name of your blog. And I'm going to go somewhere with this, but I want you to give me the overall, because I know you don't just talk about cooking there. You also share gardening and just general frugal living tips and things like that. So what's your overall theme for premeditated leftovers? It's an int I consider it more of an intentional living lifestyle. It's like making the most of what you have so that you're not wasting things, whether it's time or money or food or yeah. even your vegetables in your garden. You know, I'm trying to, to make the most of what I have. Right, right. I love that. And um, I, I think we've established previously um, that we are kindred spirits in a lot of things. And so I think that's, like, you. we've talked about you um, at one point wanted to change your blog name. And I personally think Premeditated Leftovers is, like, the best name ever. Um, because it just, it does. It encompasses so many different things with that lifestyle. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of my people, as I call my people, um, tend to, <laughs> my people, um, tend to, like, love reusing and, you know, using something until it's completely and totally used up so that we don't waste it. Um, but then... Then there's this other subset of which I am a part of the people who that can be a real stumbling block for us, you know, so um, finding that balance of, you know, because it's, it's, if I love forever because you might use it someday and right. 
Yes. And then actually using it. Yeah. Like, what am I actually getting used? And so I feel like, you know, because I, you read my book, and so you know there's a chapter about um, cooking, you know, kind of my style of meal planning, which is very right along the same lines as what you totally lay out completely. But I just did a little bitty chapter. And what I wanted to call that chapter was um, use your project brain for good. Because I... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because I, you know, a big part of my problem and my people's problem are this project mentality. Like we love big things that we can do, and they have a big finish, and it's like, whoa, look at everything I've done. It's going to benefit me for a really long time, um, which can get us into trouble. But at the same time, we do amazing things, and I think that your style of cooking, prep ahead meals from scratch, totally fits that. It's like it's like the it's the way to use that mentality for your benefit, that intentionality of, of things. And so, um, anyway, I'll just tell first, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that one of the things I like about it is once you have those pre-cooked items and they're either in the fridge or the freezer, it allows you to still be creative because I, I plan ahead, but I plan everything in pencil because I all of a sudden have like, oh, this would be a great idea. You know, so I like being able to be flexible. And so if I had a whole cooked meal in the freezer, you're pretty much committed. That's what you want for dinner. But if you have either have an idea or if a child says, that's it, I've given up tomatoes, which that's going to 
you know, give you the taste that you're kind of imagining. Because that is one of the, the complaints that people have a lot of times about, oh, well, when I pre-cook my meats, they don't taste right. I'm like, well, I think that your way of describing saying this recipe is going to taste best with roasted chicken or whatever, that that kind of solves that problem that right. some people have. Right. Yeah, so, so I appreciate that. I have all the different batch cooking methods also is because I don't want somebody to have to go out and buy a, an appliance. I want them to be able to use what they have. Not everybody has a slow cooker or a pressure cooker or, yeah. you know, some people's broilers are broken. You know, so I wanted to give up. <laughs> they never figured out how to use it like me. <laughs> yeah, my broiler, my broiler, with, my whole oven broke. Um like two days before my um, cookbook, my final edits were due. On my oh, phone. my word. I know. So, and so it's good that there was lots of other cooking methods. Because you want to try everything one last time before you put it out there. Right, right. That's, that's great. And I, I do. I appreciate that so much. Because to me, I think what you just said, and I didn't look at it that way, but it's like, the same thing doesn't work for everybody in every home. You know, I'm scared to death of broiling. I like stuff when I eat it and I know it's been broiled, but I can't even, like, I can't even fathom how to do that. So maybe you need to do a video on that. I do have a video on broiling chicken on my YouTube channel. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, send me a, um, a link to that and I'll put it in the show notes okay. for this. Okay. Show notes for podcast 85. For those of you listening. Um, okay. <laughs> All right. So, um, I will say, too, that I, I made three different recipes from this book. There were only certain recipes that we were allowed to post the actual recipe for. Um, and so I wanted to do one of those, but I kind of kept not having all the ingredients for it, even though I thought I did. And so I went ahead and did two other ones, which was um, chicken parmesan bake and um, chicken cordon bleu bake. And what I liked, yeah, you just, your methods too. I mean, you know, for someone who already pre-cooks ingredients, you had some re, you have some very, um, some new methods that I've never used before that really, really worked and really cut down on my time in the kitchen. So I really appreciate that as well. Um, okay. So just tell me in general, and we kind of went over this, but tell me in general, people think of one thing with freezer cooking. But this is not freezer cooking. So I want you to kind of explain the difference between prep ahead meals from scratch and freezer cooking. Right. Well, when, oftentimes with freezer cooking, what you're doing is you're preparing a whole meal, whether you're putting preparing it and putting it in raw and then pulling it out and cooking or pre-cooking it and then just pulling it out and reheating it. So what I do instead is I just batch cook the primary ingredients, the proteins like chicken, rice, beans, pork and beef, and even lentils. And then you, and then I either store those in the refrigerator if I'm going to use them within a couple days, or I put them in the freezer if I'm not going to use them right away. And so that way I have these primary ingredients pre-cooked and I can really easily pull them out and use them, combine them for the recipe. So it's more, I'm, I'm, like you said, I'm creating my own convenience food. And actually, that's where I had the epiphany. My husband was deployed. I had two children. I was pregnant with another. And I live in the country on two acres. And I was just a little bit overwhelmed with my husband gone. Yeah. So I started cheating. And because I've always been a cooker scratch person, I started cheating and buying pre-cooked chicken strips at the grocery store. And then one day, I got the price per pound caught my eye, and I was like, oh my goodness, I realized those packages were only 10 ounces or 8 or 10, and I realized I could be buying 
God, what can I do? What I, I, I can't do freezer cooking at 40 and pregnant. I'm not standing on my feet for hours doing freezer cooking. And so that's what I developed the method. I'm like, I can do an hour of just pre-cooking some of the ingredients to make my life easier with rice, chicken, and ground beef. You know, if I just do that, I'd have some meals to pull together for my kids. And so then I just started, it, it was so easy, I just started expanding on that. Even once my husband came home, my life got a little bit easier. Well, and I think I think that was the thing I'd written down just a minute ago, too, is the time commitment of the idea of freezer cooking when you think of it. For me personally, I mean, it's it still appeals to me because it is that project mentality, but it's very procrastinatable to me because the idea of making the actual huge detailed long list, because as I said, it took me three times to actually have all the right ingredients to make the recipe I needed to make from your book. Um, and I tend to forget little things. And the, the idea of making 20 different meals in one day and having forgotten a really important ingredient, that's very overwhelming to me. And so that I put that off, and then I put off the actual shopping trip. And then there's the budget, you know, of, okay, if I have to go at this perfect time right after payday so that I have that, you know, full budget for buying that much stuff at once and you know so it's just little things like that that um the convenience I'm sorry the convenience part of it of being able to take one hour and I'm the same way I started with I basically still am at chicken ground beef and rice so I'm excited to kind of <laughs> just like you said those three ingredients can will change your life to make a lot of different things Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I always tell people that I, because I live, when I learned to cook, I was living in Thailand um, with roommates. And so I knew I was going to be probably getting married soon after. I lived there for two years. Um, and I knew I would probably be getting married soon after that. So I was determined to learn to cook. Well, I couldn't read the packages of the meat. And so it's like I would buy ground beef and chicken tenders. You couldn't buy just chicken breasts, but you could buy chicken tenders. And um, so that was, that's the only thing I, I still feel like I am doing something amazingly fancy if I use any other cut of meat. <laughs> so um, I'm still a little stuck on that. But, but yeah, so that's your, um, I, I think that's huge is that time commitment. So along those lines, where, if somebody is kind of skeptical or whatever, what's like the, the thing they can do to get the most bang for their buck? Like what could they do? tonight or tomorrow or whatever without committing any more time than they normally commit to their regular meal planning and cooking. So even just batch cooking, if you use hamburger and recipes or ground beef, just double or tripling or quadrupling, I don't think that's a word, but if you take, you know, I'll batch cook three to, <laughs> three to five pounds of ground beef at one time, and then I will just have it prepackaged in two cup portions to use in recipes in the freezer. That means that you can pull that out, combine it with beans, and make some uh, tacos, or you can pull it out and make spaghetti, and you can do it in less time than you can heat up a pizza in the oven. For real. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And if you aren't afraid of a broiler, <laughs> you don't have to have a broiling pan to broil. All you need to do is have a large, like a jelly roll sheet and cover it with oil. That way you don't have a mess to clean up. And put your chicken breast in there and then you flip them, you know, cook them for eight, six to eight minutes. Flip them, cook them for a little bit longer till they're, till they're clear through. So if, you know, how, depending on how thick your uh, chicken is, in about 15 minutes, you can batch broil tons of chicken, three to five 
pounds at one time. And then you can just slice that up. You can either put it in whole if you're short on time and then just pull out cooked chicken breast as you need it. But I prefer to either slice it or cube it and then prepackage it in two cup portions and then I have it for recipes. And, you know, I am planning to try that. I get my next Zacon order on Tuesday and I'm going to do that. Like that's, that's, because I know it's juicier that way, right? Because sometimes it's in the breaded, yeah, yeah, yeah. It seals in the it seals in the moisture. It cooks the outside first, and then it seals in the moisture. So it's and you've got a little bit. It's a little bit crunchier on the outside and a little bit more tender on the inside. So it gives it more texture to recipes. And okay. when you when you have it shredded from the crock pot, I actually prefer that my is a little bit dry. Because I don't want it to have that excess chicken cheese flavor. I want my shredded uh, chicken to have the flavor of you know, whatever spices and sauces I'm using. So I would just add a little extra sauce to it, whatever sauce. It's like just adding shredded chicken, adding uh, ranch dressing, and taco seasoning. Love that combination. My kids will eat that every night of the week if I would let them have ranch, chicken ranch. And what do you do with it? What do you I do with it? I take uh, shredded chicken, white beans, and then mix it with taco seasoning and ranch dressing, and then I use it to make tacos. And it's okay, so like actual ranch dressing, not the seasoning, but the actual ranch dressing. dressing. And there's a recipe at the back of my book for making um, ranch dressing from scratch if you don't have any on hand. And, and there's also a recipe for making taco seasoning if you don't have that on hand. Um, but I, I usually have those pre-made already available, and not, it's just that easy. White beans. Well, we're going to have that next week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so I want it to be, I don't want it to, the, the, you know, whether it's ground, uh, whether it's shredded pork or shredded chicken, I don't want it to have too much of that juice from that it was cooked in because okay. I don't want it, it will have an overly chicken or overly pork flavor. I want it to have the flavors that I add to it. Oh, okay. Well, that's interesting because I, I really struggle with that, like kind of putting juice in with my shredded chicken when I freeze it because I worry about it being too dry, but then it makes it harder to thaw or harder to break up. Because one of the things I love about having pre-cooked meats in the freezer is my husband, you know, he'll make nachos for himself. You know, for him, he's got to have meat at every single meal. It's just part of who he is. And so for him, he will go break off some pre-cooked ground beef and sprinkle it over nachos and he's got like an actual meal with protein as opposed to just um, a little snack. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I, that's really interesting. That's good. Okay. And I also do want to make sure that one of the things about this book is that you can go as from scratch as you want to. Like you said, you've got recipes for seasoning salt. You've got recipes for taco seasoning, for ranch. If you want to do it all from scratch, except you don't talk about how to make your own noodles, right? But other than that. No, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I, I should have it in the book. I don't, but I am obsessed with spaghetti squash. And okay. so I actually do make my own noodles, but I use spaghetti squash in a lot of recipes. I have not had a good spaghetti squash experience yet. I have a video on YouTube on that as well. Okay. Send me that link as well. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so, yeah. So, that basically, if you, you know, for me, I used jarred spaghetti sauce on the chicken parmesan bake that you had, and it worked perfectly fine. Um, but if somebody wants to go, you know, further, then they can do the homemade spaghetti sauce as well. Okay. Um, let me see what else is on my list of questions that I made up. Um, 
daily meal planning life look like? Like what is, I mean, do you do this and then not have to meal plan or do you still meal plan? You know, how does, how does it work on a week basis? I still meal plan. Um, and what I do is I will do a certain amount based on first I look, what do I already have cooked in the freezer? When I make my meal plan, I first go to the freezer and fridge. What vegetables are about to turn? So I use those soon. What's already cooked in the freezer? What pantry staples do I have? And then I, I start thinking about recipes I can use with what I have on hand. And then after that, I look at what um, what's on sale. I look at the sales flyers. And so, you know, if chicken breasts are on sale or chicken thighs or, you know, pork roast, and then I will see, you know, which one of those can I cook? Can I buy bulk while it's on sale, pre-cook some, to use in recipes this week and then freeze. So I'll be replenishing whatever I take out of the freezer from the other. Cause I like to mix it up. I, yeah. I don't like to just serve chicken all week long. I like to have, you know, a little bit of chicken, a little bit of meat, a couple of meatless meals. And we usually have two meatless meals a week and then chicken twice a week and then a couple others. So if I'm only eating some from the freezer and then and salmon, my sister said salmon. I always make salmon when my sister comes to visit. <laughs> Fish Friday. Okay, yeah, there you go. Yeah, we're my husband would love it if I branched out to salmon. Like, he would think that was the greatest, and it scares me to death. The broiler. The, there you go. It's so fast and easy in the broiler or in the oven, either way. it's it's If you do not have anything pre-cooked, the thing to cook is fish. Because fish, whether it's broiled or just baked, it cooks so incredibly fast. And the, here's a really easy recipe. Just take some garlic hummus. Do you guys have ever have hummus for snacks? So just take garlic hummus. Yeah, so take, say, take garlic hummus and mix a, you know, a teaspoon of rosemary in it and then um, spread it over the top of your salmon. You know, the, the meat side up, put it the skin side down, and bake it. It's just, Are you talking about hummus, though, that's made out of chickpeas, or is it yeah. different? Yeah. Okay, so, chickpeas. Uh-huh. Okay. And just, made out of chickpeas. You know, a quarter to half cup, depending on how big your salmon is, mix a teaspoon okay. of raspberry, and then just coat your salmon with it. It's just incredibly fast, easy way to make it flavorful. Make it look like you worked hard on salmon to impress your husband when you, when you did. <laughs> and if anybody shares this recipe with my husband, I will be very upset with you. <laughs> Okay, we won't. Um, okay. Yeah, right, exactly. Um, okay, I we are at 35 minutes, and I'm usually, that's about how long I do my podcasts. My earpieces keep falling out, sorry. Um, okay, uh, so I do want to end up, but thank you so much for joining me today. You made my first interview, like, not very scary at all, because I, I like talking to you. Um, I do want to ask you, though, the one question I had, um, I have a couple others I didn't ask, but um, t- I just am curious. Tell us about your the difference between your home management styles with your older kids and then when you kind of got to start over again. Like, I'm curious because I think sometimes we, there's things we learn, but then there's also things that we go, why did I put so much pressure on myself back such and such time. Anyway, so I'm just really curious because I think that's a neat perspective that you have on that. It will, you know, it's interesting because with my older kids, in some ways, it was more laid back. We didn't have internet. People couldn't get us on the cell phone. 
we didn't have this, you know, there's always all these incoming messages. And so in some ways, I think it was a little bit more relaxed because there just wasn't the barrage of all the incoming messages. So sometimes I actually have to just disconnect. We, we have no phones at the, the table rule. It's still like that disconnect. I also think, on the other hand, I was so worried about every single thing with them. You know, what mistakes I was making. And despite all my mistakes, they turned into wonderful, lovely human beings that I'm proud of. And so I think that takes some of the pressure off that I know that this embarrassing, horrible temper tantrum in the middle of the grocery store, she will approve that, and I will survive the embarrassment, and I'm going to stand firm and say no, even if this is a horribly embarrassing moment. So I think that gives me a little bit more backbone in some ways, because I, I, I'm fine. You know, yeah. You've been there, you've done that. I've been through this yeah. before. You can't do anything I haven't experienced before. And yeah. yeah. Okay. And you're probably going to turn out okay, even despite that. <laughs> you're going to get over it. <laughs> You're not going to hate me forever. Yeah, I got it. That's good. I like that. Um, okay, well, tell us where we can find you online. I will put these um, links in the show notes, but tell us where we can find you and where we can find your book, Prep Ahead Meals from Scratch by Aaliyah Millam. Well, you can find me at my blog, Premeditated Leftovers, and I also have a Facebook page, Premeditated Leftovers, and then on Twitter and every place else, I'm Aaliyah Millam. And it's M I L H A M. It is Mill Ham. Yes. And my little kids are my hams. <laughs> That's cute. So um, we will have. Uh, it's also on Amazon. It's in every bookstore, oh, right? Yes. Basically. Yes. It's in. You can go into Barnes and Noble if you like to go in, into a, a real, you know, brick and mortar store. But you can right. also find it online at Target, Walmart, um, Barnes and Noble, Amazon.